It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. The Sharks lose in overtime. They add some reinforcements to their blue line. William Eklund scores a penalty shot goal. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at uh, Fear the Fin used to be, and San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked On Sharks your first listen, we're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can watch this on YouTube as well, where we cover your team every day. And we're winding out the week with another Sharks overtime loss because uh, that's all that they do. But uh, before we get into the actual game, uh, we're going to talk about William Eklund, of course, his penalty shot. If the Sharks have a big decision to make with Eklund coming up about whether to send him back down to the AHL or to keep him in the NHL um, for the rest of the season. And, you know, James Reimer and new look lines. Uh, Before we get into all that, though, the Sharks did have a couple of transactions um, to discuss. So one, uh, they signed, reportedly signed um, a defense, finished defenseman, that they've been kind of keeping an eye on, keeping tabs on here. Um, he was a bit of a late bloomer is, is kind of what everyone's been calling him. But um, Batari Puli, um, six foot six, 209 pound uh, left-handed defenseman uh, from Finland. There's kind of, like I said, kind of a late bloomer really didn't really start producing until this year um, in 53 games. Um, three goals, 14 assists, 17 points uh, this year, a plus 12 if you're into plus minus. Um, really started the season on fire and then kind of tailed off as um, kind of the season went along, but still um, signed a two-year deal with the Sharks. So we'll get into kind of what his path and timeline is here in a second. Um, reading, so lastly, uh, Allen, Allen, sorry, uh, from uh, EP Ringside, some of uh, his thoughts on on um, he kind of wrote a nice article because there was there's a lot of teams kind of looking for looking at it potentially signing him. Um, of course, now the article is not loading, so it's going to be really slow. Um, let's see if I can get it to load here really quick. Um, 
he but basically he wrote so about like what he's bringing to an organization so again a late bloomer um type of player but for the sharks just is worth taking a swing on right so um kind of some of his thoughts he's got a solid heavy shot from the point um he does have a hard time seeing uh pulley as someone who can contribute much to an nhl's team's offense in the future his offensive gain already started to fade in the background a bit during the season but that doesn't have any high-end tools that wouldn't suggest he'd be able to produce and he doesn't have any high ten tools that suggests he would be able to produce much at the NHL level, lest the team thinks he's able to take one or two additional steps forward, and that the season was just the beginning of a growth arc. There's always that, you know, everybody's development is a little bit different. Um, police transition to defense game looked better earlier in the season than what it looked like later. Something to, you know, keep an eye on. And when he says best, he's uh, gapping up nice and early, uh, proactively angling forwards away from the middle and towards the boards off the rush, then engaging physically, cutting them off at their hands and sealing them off from the puck. Um, other times he'd use his reach along six to disrupt again, six foot six, uh, the play before he even had properly begun, poking the puck away at the time of past reception. He's not particularly mobile again, six foot six, but with reasonable improvement, you could think he could skate at a good enough level for his size to play in the NHL. In in zone settings, uh, there's other issues. He's better as an on-puck rather than off-puck defender and can be beaten with cutbacks along the boards, especially when he ever commits his weight to one side. Problems with, again, when you're six foot six. So um, everyone, of course, you love size, all that fun stuff, but there are drawbacks to being six foot six. Um, so, so he signed a two-year deal. Um, there's a, a th- especially with european players the new kind of contracts and stuff like now um he can so he'll have a chance to win uh a job coming into the sharks camp um if he doesn't make it um he his finish team who still owns his rights they get first priority so if they want to keep him um they can keep him if not then he can go to the ahl so a couple things there or he could always if they they get through camp and the Sharks realize like, hey, you're not going to make the team. You could always just terminate the contract, shake hands. He goes back to Europe um, and then the Sharks continue on their way and it doesn't really kill, cost them anything. So, um, yes. So, again, we've seen Micra attacking this blue line and trying to add some pieces. Um, this is worth a swing, right? It is somebody you didn't draft. Um, you bring him over here. We know the blue line is going to be kind of up for grabs, right? Trying to restock that. Um, so worth a swing. Worst case scenario, he doesn't work out. He goes back to Finland and he just said another name in a long line of lists that the shark guys, sharks have tried to, uh, you know, sign and see if they can work out here. So uh, Shakir Mukmudulin, uh, he also arrived in San Jose and was assigned to the Barracuda. Um, I love this. I think, again, let him go play in the Barracuda. He's probably going to start next year on the Barracuda as well. Um, let him go play down there. See if he can help the, a blue line that has been struggling with injuries this season. Um, add a, a shot uh, to the blue line, especially right now with Derek Pouliot playing up in on the, the Sharks. Having uh, Mukumo Dillon, who's going to be able to run the power play for you and really kind of help a blue line that needs it as the Barracuda make um, their run to the playoffs as well. And then Nikita Hatyuk, I'm working on it. 
Nikita Hotyuk. Um, he is still he's in San Jose. Um, they're going to kind of see where he's at. I think he's kind of week to week right now. Um, so yeah, we'll kind of see where he where he's at if he's able to play or not um, this season. If not, I mean, he'll be around next year. So we'll see if he gets if he gets some games in. Um, hopefully this season. So and then Henry Thrun also won the uh, the Sharks. Remember, they traded for him at the trade deadline, traded for his rights at the trade deadline. Uh, the Harvard captain defenseman, again, Sharks attacking that blue line right now, trying to add whatever they can to it right now. Uh, he won the uh, Hockey Defensive Defenseman Award of the Year. So um, congrats to him. Um, again, I know the third round pick for him seems a little high, but um I don't think the Sharks make that trade if they don't think he's going to sign with them. And he made it clear he wasn't going to sign with the Ducks. I think he's got a chance to sign with the Sharks. I think he's going to sign with the Sharks, and I think he's going to play. Um, I won't be surprised if he plays NHL games this year, depending on when their season ends, all that fun stuff, how far Harvard goes. But um, So, yes, all caught up on the transactions, everything like that. Um, let's get into the game. But before we do that... Of course, we need to take a quick break. Talk to you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. We're past the midway point of the NBA season. Playoffs are right around the corner. Now's the perfect time to download the FanDuel app, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download, download this FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Hey, Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I was just informed that William Eklund was first star of the night. So let's start with there. Uh, William Eklund, again, showing the improvement some of you guys doubted me, and some of you guys still doubt me in the comments. I see you guys. He's too little, et cetera, et cetera. Again, he's 20 years old, guys. Um, like, he's this you're, – you're seeing these steps. You're seeing the improvement with him. Um, and if you don't want to believe in William Eklund and how great he's going to be, then, you know, have fun. Uh, go root for another team. I don't know, man. Uh, but, Yes. Penalty scored on the penalty shot tonight, um, which is it's. I feel like you get like two chances at a year at a penalty shot, um, just in general for a team. It, there's like very rarely called, but um, great goal, even better. Selly, uh, love the Selly uh, from him, just the like pumping up the crowd, all that fun stuff. Um, so I know, I know mom was in attendance tonight too, watching that. So, um, we got putting on a show for mom. Good, good guy, William Eklund, putting on a show for mom as she come travels all the way from Sweden. But um, you you just see it, right? The confidence um, he got. He got a lot of lot of special teams, not only on the power play, 
but also on the penalty kill tonight. Uh, the Sharks were on the PK three times, and William Eklund, um, pulling up the box score right now. So William Eklund played 50 seconds again. That is earning that trust, right? That's Noah Gregor, for example, who's been kind of a staple in the PK department. It's 49 seconds. Um, you know, he's not the Couture, Lindblom, Laurent, like those type of levels, but more than Hurdle, who played 24 seconds. Uh, PK, like you're seeing him start to kind of earn some of that trust um, and get all everything he learned in the uh, AHL playing at the Barracuda. He's getting those opportunities right. You know, we talked about this all season. If you're not scoring, what else can you do for me? And Eklund is proving that. Um, he played 20 minutes and 40 seconds tonight. So uh, among the forwards, that was fourth. So Bear Banoff played uh, 22 minutes. Couture played 20-46. Um, Hurdle played 20-56. And then Eklund played 20-40. So they're giving him plenty of run here. Um, you saw him more engaged, I think, in the power play, especially he was kind of the main puck handler, especially on that first power play, um, creating offense and doing William Eklund things. So, um, again, feeling these steps. And the Sharks are going to have to make a – decision here soon um kind of coming up after this this weekend so because he's played where how many games is he at so um again just as a reminder he can play up to nine games this season um before if he plays that 10th game then his first his the first year of his contract basically kicks in this year um so if he only plays nine and he goes back to the Barracuda doesn't play any more games this year uh, with San Jose. His first year of his contract technically won't kick in uh, until next year, the slide roll, right? So he's now played six. Is that counting tonight? Um, so six or seven. Uh, hold on. Pulling this up quickly. He has played six. So um, six games, including tonight. Um so far, two goals, two assists, um, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. Sorry, seven goals, seven games that didn't count. So seven games including it. So he has two more games that he can play before they have to make a decision. Um, I'm firmly on the you – like I don't care about the contract thing. Like I get it, pushing it back. Uh, my thing is you may save a little bit of money now, but in the long run, you're probably going to have to pay him more when you offer that next contract. Again, most contracts are going to be based off uh, how much time on ice you play and how many points you are accumulate during that time. If you're, instead of having basically two years of sample size before you give him his next contract, and of course you can always play the RFA game with him and you know give him a bridge deal, et cetera, et cetera, compared to a full three years sample size of that contract, um, that's my thing, right, is... The sooner he gets to his next contract, you might be able to sign him to more of a steal, right? Where maybe you lock him up for seven years at, again, I'm just throwing seven years at seven million. Who knows where he's going to be at right now? But if you feel good about that, uh, about his development, seven years at seven million, and then that's that covers his peak prime years, you know, so that's like through age 29. And then, right? You're getting that could be one of those steel contract type of things. Look at teams, you know, um, like 
Buffalo and the Senators, they're locking up their young talent for these longer deals for a little bit, you know, seven, seven by seven type of deals with guys that you think are going to be special type of players. So um, compared to, again, you had another year, you know, he has three full seasons and then, you know, you, you might see that average value per year go up a little bit. So I don't care about, again, I don't care about if you kill a year, right? You did it with Bortolo last year. Um, Bortolo this entire season maybe plays a couple NHL games. Who knows? But like you, you've already kind of killed two years on Bortolo's contract. He's going to become, uh, he's got one more year next season and then he's going to be an RFA type of situation. So um, again, Eklund is, Eklund is proving that he is able to fit on this NHL team. He's able to help on this NHL team. You're seeing that he's learning every night type of situation. Um, I think the best thing for his development is to continue to play NHL games right now. Um, continue that development. Continue to do what you're doing right now. Um, and then, again, the Shark season ends April 13th. The Barracudas play that weekend. They're playing in Tucson probably for their playoff. It's probably basically going to be playoff games. You can send him after the Shark season's over. You can send him back to the AHL and he can play um games in the ahl try to go make a playoff type of things especially when you have hopefully a beast set coming over muka medulla and you're gonna have this team is gonna this barracuda team is gonna be looking a lot better um here in the next coming weeks than they do right now so don't be cheap just let him go play in the nhl it's the best thing for his development right and the, the, the cap will hopefully one day start to go up. So um, before we continue, look at how new look lines look, all that fun stuff. Do want to let you guys know about um, the Locked On Game to Game. So thank you guys for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. When you're done with this podcast, go check out the Locked On Game to Game NHL. Um, every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers Every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Uh, new look lines tonight. So a little uh, David Quinn broke out the blender tonight. Um, saw some new lines, especially because the Sharks have been losing. Um, I think he wanted to kind of mix it up here. So we had Bear Banoff, Hurdle, and Andreas Johnson. Lines also got messed up a little bit too because uh, Svechnikov left this game early. Uh, looked like he took a knee-to-knee in the first period and did not return. Um, so we'll kind of see how they look a little bit. So we'll, we'll look at the sample size of, of the lines that we do have. Right. Um, we also had Eklund Couture, Kevin LeBanc. So LeBanc got a promotion, especially after his good play against the blue jackets, finally kind of digging himself out of the doghouse That is the fourth line. Um, and then it was Sveshnikov, Sturm and Noah Gregor. Like I said, those, they played uh, basically like a shift or two and then Sveshnikov was out. And then, um, Zettelin, um, Lawrence, and then Lindblom was the fourth line, but it 
again, things got all screwy with it with Sveshnikov. So um, we'll focus on kind of the top lines here. Barabanov, Hurdle, and uh, jo- uh, Johnson played 11-27 time on ice together, 5-1-5. 10 shots, 4-8 allowed. Um, actual shots was 5-4. to four. Did give up a goal. Five scoring chances, gave up six. Three high danger chances, gave up three. Um, six, five, and one for your zone starts. Next one, uh, so Eklund, Couture, LeBanc. I was really interested to see how this line would perform, especially because we've seen Couture and Barabanov play so well together all season. I was a little surprised to see Quinn break those guys up, but um, this line performed really well tonight. So 928 time on ice, 10 shot attempts, uh, four, eight allowed, six to two um actual shots nine scoring chances the best of the entire team gave up two five high danger chances gave up zero three rush attempts four um and then six three and two so a little bit of sheltered but not like super sheltered zone start so um and then we had zettel and sturm gregor play a bunch together they had five uh so they played 425 five shot attempts four seven given up and then actual shots was four to two. Four scoring chances gave up to uh, one to one high danger chances. So and one, one and three type of. And again, with Sveshnikov, we'll see. Um, he's been kind of banged up recently. So I'm interested to see what the Sharks do here. Gadovich has been back at practice, but with a non-contact uh, jersey. So I don't know if he's ready to kind of enter the fray again. So Sharks don't play again until uh, Saturday, I do believe. Uh, I'm pretty sure. But um, so we'll see kind of what they do here, if they're going to be down a four. They've been basically just running 12 and six right now. Um, you know, in practice, like they don't really have anybody else. They're just kind of hanging out at the moment. Um, so they would have to recall someone from, so yeah, they do play the Islanders on Saturday. Um, so they would have to recall someone. Um, I think Jeffrey VL has been doing very, very well down in, um, in Kuda land. But again, you're trying to also win games for, um, right now. So, um, yeah, Gadovich is still on IR and Luke Cunningham, of course, uh, done for the season. So as well. So, um, we'll see what they do. Maybe bring up a Bortolo, uh, maybe Cout. Martin Cout, I think, played really well down there as well. Um, you could bring up Jacob Peterson, who's still able to slide through waivers. Um, so we'll see what they do um, in that situation. So, And then one, James Reimer, we're going to end with him because uh, he was spectacular again tonight. 30 of 32 saves. Um, it's going to be really interesting what the Sharks do at goaltender this offseason we have plenty of time to talk about that um but you know if you want to bring Reimer back um it's gonna be tough you know it's it's gonna be a tough decision because Reimer hasn't had a great season but you know he's been such a a good guy um he's been playing much better I think at the the end of the season here but again you know Reimer is also what 34 35 i'm pulling up right now so um yeah he's 35 right now so interesting to see what the sharks do here with with one james armor but he was he was great tonight um sharks did a good job of limiting the high danger chances for him um 
Expected goals against those 3.46. He gave up two um, tonight in all situations. His six high danger shots had gave, saved five of them. Ten uh, mid danger shots saved nine of them. And then 15 low danger shots that, he, of course, he saved all of them. So, um, made some big saves. Uh, the, <laughs> the James Reimer trying to play the puck at uh, the, the circle. Uh, absolutely hilarious. Uh, tries to play the puck. Of course, it never goes right. Unless, you know, if you're tending, the, if you're a goaltender, tend the goal, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but then my favorite was just all the defensemen, everybody just getting inside, um, inside the net to try. I, I still don't know how the cracker didn't score. It boggles the mind. Uh, it looks like they had like the open net constantly, but, um, yeah, sometimes you, just, you get a little lucky there. So, but again, James Armour's played really well. Um, I think he's he's deserved better than what his stats say this year with his save percentage and his win loss and stuff like that. Again, we, you guys have watched the Sharks all season; they're bad. But um, we'll see what the Sharks do with Reimer. Uh, maybe he slides into like the Aaron Dell role of being, but I think Reimer's still too good for that. And if you put Reimer on waivers. Somebody will probably claim him, but maybe you're able to get a little lucky and he can, he be, he slides in that Aaron Dell role of playing on the Barracuda. And then if you need him, somebody gets injured, he's able to come up type of situation. We shall see. Um, but again, I, I still think if Reimer's probably still a little too good for that. And if Reimer goes on waivers, someone's probably going to claim him because um, I don't expect his contract to be, I would expect if you give Reimer like a one year, what is he making right now? To what if you just give him like a one year, $2 million deal? It sounds about fair for Reimer uh, next year. So we shall see. Um, that's going to be it for me tonight. Uh, thank you guys for making Lockdown Sharks your first listen. Again, we cover your team every day. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. We've got another draft profile coming for you guys next week with one uh, Tony Ferrari. Um, shout out to Will Scouch. Um, absolute butte um kind of you know supported me and supported the show and took a lot of time you know out of his busy schedule to come on and you know just talk hockey with us um if you didn't see he's moving away from scouting i think he's he kind of told me a little bit about his project he's got something else coming down the pipeline and i'm really excited for him um you know again just shout out to scouch absolute amazing guy um who Again, just I don't know why he likes coming on and talking hockey with me. So uh, if you missed probably his last podcast uh, ever, go check out the Connor Bedard uh, draft profile we did yesterday. So, um, Will, you're the best. Uh, I owe you like a thousand beers when we get to Nashville. So I'll see you then, buddy. Follow me on Twitter at my fry hole. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Locked On Sharks. Uh, you can listen wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, watch on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. It's the best way to help me out directly. And until Monday, bye, friends.
Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.